You want to know how I would attack if I was the Jaguars, both on offense and defense? I'm going to tell you right now here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me, Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder to make sure that you subscribe for free on our YouTube page. That's right. Locked on Jaguars YouTube page. Subscribe. Hit that like button on each episode and hit that bell too to make sure you get notifications every single time we drop an episode and wherever you get your audio podcast. Also, make sure you tap in there every single day so you don't miss an episode. Shout out to our everydayers here at Locked on Jaguars. We appreciate you. We are humbled by you your presence every single day and any new listeners you can be just like an everyday. All you got to do is come back a couple of times and you'll be right in there with us. All right. So what we talked about yesterday was where could the Jaguars possibly have an Achilles heel? And if teams decided to attack us in certain ways, what would that look like? Well, today I'm going to discuss the Jaguar strengths. Where are we going to attack? Like we ain't worried about what they what we got to do to stop them. They need to be worried about us, right? Almost like this Lane Kiffin approach. I remember when Lane Kiffin was at Tennessee, he says, uh, anybody that comes in here, <clears throat> we lock them in. And they don't leave until we let them out. And that's that's what I feel when I think about the Jaguar. Like somebody comes in this stadium, they don't leave until we tell them to leave. Remember on uh, the movie of Bronx Tale, now you can't leave, right? That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about that in segment one and segment two. And then in segment three, I got to make a little bit of an announcement. So hopefully you guys will hang in there with me and be patient and get to that very, very important announcement that I'm going to make to you guys. Um, so the strengths of the Jaguars. Yesterday we started uh, how would people attack our defense, right? So now I'm going to say how I want our defense to attack other people. That's exactly what I want to do. And if you sort of, if you could sort of overlay both of these episodes, you'll see that there's some commonality in both. So make sure if you haven't listened to uh, the episode on uh, 525, May 25th, go back and check it out. I think it's worth your time. Um, the Jaguars defense, they need to rush the passer better. They need to be able to, to however they play their highest level of play they need to be able to do that all game instead of just turning it on when they get behind instead of just turning it on when they get desperate there's something about the consistency of teams that win at a high level and remember everything that we're talking about now we're no longer talking about the jaguars from a point a standpoint of wanting them to just be relevant it's going to take some time to get used to but the conversations that we're having now about the Jacksonville Jaguars, at least from my perspective is they're already relevant. They're one of the four or five best teams in the AFC. Right. And they have a, a franchise quarterback who is one of the top, arguably one of the top six or seven, I think top five, but top six or seven quarterbacks in the league. That's the standpoint. So now our standard is different than it has been 
for most of the last decade and a half, with the exception of 2017 and 18, which 2017 caught us by surprise, 18 let us down a little bit, right? So we're not going to have a hangover about the one-year wonder situation. We're going to assume that the way the Jaguars ended the season last year is the way that they're going to have a chance to begin this season. But it comes with uh, a different territory. And that territory is, is that you got a bullseye on your back now. All right. Now you have a bit of a bullseye on your back and it ain't no fun with the rabbit got a gun. Ain't nobody going. You're going to catch people by surprise. You're not going to catch anybody by surprise anymore. And you have to be on your P's and Q's at every single point in these games. Right. That's why I say they can't get to the situation where they turn it on and turn it off the way that they did last year. It's good to know that when you need to be able to dig deep down, you can do that. But if they're going to be where I want them to be or where I want them to be for you all or where you all want them want them to be and where you want them to get to, they're going to have to have a certain consistency about them. Now, it doesn't mean people won't score points. It doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that they won't have a bad game every now and then. It doesn't mean that they won't win a game 38 to 35 or 37 to 34 or 38 to 34. It just means that they need to be able to play consistently the same way the entire game and not have to turn it on and off the way that they seem to do it last year on defense. And that starts with the ability to rush the passer. That starts with getting in your base, which I think they're going to run more four-man front base this year as opposed to the three three down linemen and two outside linebackers standing up. I think that you'll see them in a more of a four-man front this year on non-passing down. So I really do think it's going to help the team uh, with these little bit of uh, transitions they're going to make with how they're going to, with their alignment a little bit. It's going to help them that they're in um, the second year of uh, the Mike Caldwell regime. I, they can't do nothing but get better. They learned an entirely new defense last year uh, on the fly with the new staff after coming off of a season where they just had the worst possible um, leadership you can ever imagine. So I would assume that everything will get better just by nature of this being a second year in a row with a good coaching staff. But people are going to have to play better. The Jaguars are going to have to make sure that they guard anyone running those crossing routes, whether it's a tight end, running back, or a wide receiver. People running across their face seemed to give them problems last year to the point where they were chasing them. It, it almost like Bill Parcell said it was like he was watching one of his players guard a receiver. Say it was like a dog chasing a mail truck, like, the mail truck is totally unbothered. You're just running there with him, barking. And it seems like that's what was happening too much with the Jaguars. So on defense, they have to prevent some of those things from happening. And one of the ways you can prevent that is to be proactive. Be a good run-stuffing team. Have the, have have everybody healthy on the inside. Have more depth so that guys don't get don't get caught getting um getting tired at, at critical moments. In the secondary. I think Andre Cisco is a budding superstar. I think Rayshon Jenkins is underrated. I think Tyson Campbell is as good as advertised. I'm worried about the slot and I'm worried a little bit about Darius Williams because he's going to get a lot of work because of all of the other things that I just mentioned. People are going to pick at him a little bit. They're going to pick on it. So he has to play better. But they also, I think when Tyson Campbell being so good, you might be able to roll coverages a little bit to ensure that one guy isn't picked on. You want to force them to throw the ball at Tyson. He's your best player. Force them to throw the ball into the coverages where your best player is going to be. But this all comes down to stopping the run, getting them in long down and distance situations. 
And it comes down to guys like Trayvon Walker living up to being a high draft pick. I won't say the first pick because that's what he was, but I just think you need to live up to it. Live up to it. Hopefully he learned to be himself but still disengage a little bit and keep doing all the other things he was doing, being physical, being disruptive. I mean, you saw people that dudes were looking for him in the run game from the backside. And he, when he when he thumps, he brings the pain. He absolutely brings the pain. Devin Lloyd, they got to figure out who he is and what he is. Figure out who he is and what he is. But I do believe a strength of this team is going to be the continuity that they get from being in the same system two years in a row, the way the locker room is growing together. So be that same team that was able to hold Kansas City to 27 points in the playoffs and that held the Chargers scoreless, well, other than two field goals, without a touchdown in the second half. They have something to build on. They just have to start all over again, and I think they'll be pretty, pretty good and pretty competitive at doing that. All right, we're going to discuss what we believe the strengths of the offense will be, and we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. After I let you know about today's sponsor, and that is Built. That's right, Built.com, where you can get Built Bar and Built Puffs. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, and that's Built. You got to try it, man. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got the amazing thing for you. It's called Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and, and, and they taste amazing. Seriously, the taste is so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. The macros are about 130 calories. Four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can't beat that, especially if you're working out. Now, you don't have to just go to built.com or you still can do that. But if you want to, go to your neighbor local, your local Walmart in your neighborhood or your Sam's Club. Walmart, go by the pharmacy section and get a four bar box. Sam's Club, go in and grab a 13 bar box of those beautiful flavors. It's built bar. Go to built.com, check in also the pharmacy section of Walmart and at Sam's Club. All right, running it down here on Locked On Jaguars, man. Bringing it to you here. Tony Wiggins, host of Locked On Jaguars, 14 years covering this team. I will be going to OTAs. I submitted uh, an interview request, and as well as um, I let Jaguars PR, I'll be going to OTAs Tuesday. If my back and my hip hold up, I'll be going to OTAs. And uh, I asked to speak to Trayvon Walker. I want to ask Trayvon some questions. Hopefully I'll be able to get a chance to record that and give that to you. So look out for that next week, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, the offense, what are they going to do? And I'm being very measured when I talk about this because this is going to be fun to me. I think this offense is going to be extremely dynamic. Now I'm a little bit concerned about the health at the start of the season, the health and the availability of their line. Uh, but hopefully, at least by week six, if they can just keep it together until week six, man, just give me until week six when guys start coming back from being injured or hurt or suspended or whatever. Just hold this thing together. And I think they can win some games. I, I really do. I think that they can do all right uh, without those guys. But at some point, they got to get the, the C's going, the continuity, the cohesion, the all of that stuff, the chemistry with that offensive line. And uh, hopefully because they're in uh, – and this is the, the theme that's going around is the same system, same group of guys, 
but with a different offseason, um, they can open the playbook more and they can get really into the scheme, according to Doug, Doug Peterson. But one thing I do know, they're explosive. When you when you think about the Jaguars and their team speed over the years and their lack of it, they don't like team speed anymore. Their backs are fast, man. Travis Etienne, I think he's going to have over a thousand yards. I think he may have fourteen hundred yards combined from the line of scrimmage. I think Tank Bigsby is going to be absolutely wonderful. I think Tank can get six seven hundred yards combined. I think he's going to be great. They're going to be a formidable one two punch where anybody can be in the game at any any given time. I do want to make sure that Travis Etienne holds on to the ball, even though he didn't lose a lot of fumbles. He was fumbling the ball around a little bit last year, and I think he was concentrating on hitting home runs. But they are going to be great. Add that to the fact that Zay Jones showed you he could run. Uh, Christian Kirk showed you he can definitely run, with, and he's very, very quick. And now you got Calvin Ridley, who is size-wise right between those two, Zay is like six two, Calvin's like six feet and a half, six one. Speed wise, I think he's the fastest one they have out there. You put him, Etn, and the fact that for tight ends, Evan Ingram is fast, and then with Kirk and Jones, there is speed to burn in Jacksonville, and there's nothing better than having speed to burn than having a quarterback who can throw that thing a mile. These Some of those throws that were high, people were concerned about Trevor overthrowing the ball. Some of those balls are going to get caught this year if they're overthrown and they're high. But then I also think that there will be more separation. And because of more weapons, there will be more windows. Those windows are going to get wider because teams have to actually play them honestly and guard the whole field. Now, if the offensive line doesn't hold up early, you're going to see a lot of quick passes again, a lot of quick outs. A lot of things where they absolutely get the ball out of their hand very, very quickly. And get the ball into these receivers' hands and let them do their thing after the catch. So I am really, really looking forward to the offense. I think they're going to be dynamic. I don't think you're ever going to see a situation where they're going to be um, struggling to score points. I just don't think you. they may be one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL if the offensive line can get it together. I'm dead serious. Their strengths is Trevor Lawrence and all of those people on the skill at the skill position. It's going to be like something we haven't seen for a while around here. You know, I'm I'm not going to go so far as to say. I'm not so, going to go so far as to say the best we've ever seen because. Fred and Jimmy and Keenan will have a lot to say about that, and rightfully so, because that was a great offense. But in this modern day, it absolutely might be, it absolutely might be one of the best offenses in the NFL, especially once they all get on the same page. And they've had yet another offseason with Doug Peterson, a really, really good offseason where you don't have distractions to pick up and learn some of the things from last year. So this is where the benefit of them keeping their group together really, really comes into effect. I got a special announcement here in the third section. I got a story to tell you. I'll tell you why it means so much to me, and I'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguar. All right, third and final segment. 
or locked on Jaguars. As I try to keep my throat clear because I'm sitting right under this vent. It's cold in here, but I got to tell you a little story about um before I make this little announcement, just a little story about what my plans have been for quite a, a, a while. Um, most of you know, if you listen every day, I run another business, which is a grooming service and a style consulting service that I've had for about 30 years, roughly about 30 years. Very, very lucrative. Um, also have a, another pension um, that I that I get for uh, some, some injuries that I had. So I've always had this plan. I never thought that I would go the standard way of like just buying a house and I wanted to save all of my money. So when I got 55, I had choices. So I'm 53. I'll be 54 in two months. And I'm telling you all this for a reason, because the podcast you sit on right now changed my life. Okay. The one that you're listening to here on Locked On, it, it really, uh, my bosses, Ross and David Locke, and then everybody on, on the network and what we've been able to um, collectively as a team put together it changed me right and it made that dream even come true and be even closer because what i what my, my goal was is to have uh, passive and residual income so that if i didn't want to cut hair anymore and like my body starting to break down on me i didn't have to so i only work three days a week but i could continue to talk sports and locked on made that possible because um i, I don't have to be in one place to talk about my beloved Jacksonville Jaguars, right? So the only time I felt like the only time I had to be in Jacksonville was during the season. And when training camp started through the end of the season, which a lot of times that ended in January because the team wasn't making the playoffs. But let's just say from July to January or February, August to, to that time, I said, okay, I'll be in Jacksonville. I'll get a short-term rental or I live with my son or my brother-in-law and, and just – it's just me and my wife. But the other time I was going to go abroad and be a digital nomad, right? With my computer, keep abreast of the Jaguars, talk to people, do Zoom calls, interviews, but that I would I would not be stationary. It's it just my dream to retire and bop from island to island, country to country, a month here, a month there, a month there, and travel around, right? Well, I got to the point about a year ago i had put a threshold i got there and i was sitting right there right now mind you the goal is to get to the point where you can do something and live your life a certain way and that's exactly what i was going to be able to do me and my wife I have a retire and i was going to retire from cutting hair but then i was going to still do my podcast have other three other streams of revenue and bounce from island to island and share that with you right if you guys recall, I've spent a lot of times doing shows abroad or from various locations throughout the country. Uh, last year during the season, I was in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and I wasn't at an all-inclusive. I was off the reservation because every time I go to a, a foreign place, I, I live amongst the locals. That's just something that I've always done. And I've developed a network of, of good friends and expats. <clears throat> so... The, the, the thing is, I said 55, but I actually beat it. I beat my own, and I started this plan when I was in my 20s. 
I actually beat it. All my children are doing very, very well, grown, independent. With the invention of FaceTime and, and computers, I, I don't see them as, as much as I always did before, and I had to get used to that. So now my kids were very, very much telling me to go ahead and go, right? There's something else that went on, though, my entire life. I've always been a model watcher, not like uh, Cindy Crawford and, and, and those people. Houses. I've always been fascinated with model houses to the point where I was like, okay, if I don't go live overseas, I'm going to build a house, right? So I've always been fascinated with models. And my wife and I, we're very, very, we've always been into it. We watch them on YouTube. We go visit them. If we see a brand new model, we'll stop. And one day I was home after I did my podcast, I go on YouTube, sitting there having a scotch and I started doodling through just some houses. And I saw a model of a house down in Lake Nona, Orlando. And it that day, that day, my son told me he was having, him and his fiance were having my first grandson or my first grandchild from my biological kids, but I have another grand. A son or granddaughter who's 13 uh, from my stepson. And he told me, I might want you to stick around, Dad, because he, he knew my plan. The same day I found this house and I just found a building, I happened to look up and I said, do they have anything in Jacksonville? Well, what do you know? They had a quick move in where it will be ready in May, right? And this was February. So I didn't tell anybody for months. I sat and wondered, wondered, wondered. I got in touch with the Jags. I said, hey, man, if I leave, you know, I'm be coming back. And, you know, my credentials weren't going to be in question. That wasn't a problem. And as long as I was able to stay an expert and, and do my job, Locked On was, was on board with me, just, you know, making sure that I was still plugged in to be your local expert because it is your team every day. Y'all, I bought this house right so i'm having my own signing day i'm 54 years old i never bought a house because i never wanted to well here in about less than two hours i'm gonna officially make sure that y'all know y'all stuck with me i'm not going anywhere and while i might change the schedule here or there or might retire a little bit i decided to share this today because buying this house i found out during this process it would not have been possible if it weren't for the work that I've done on this network, it was, it was very, very, it was, it would have been way more difficult for me had I not been with locked on and Tegna and, and this had not been so successful. Uh, it would have been a little bit more difficult for me to get that house that found me, that house, that model found me because it was perfect. So I share a lot with you guys. So I'm sharing that with you now. I was glad that I was able to set a goal and I got to that goal, even though I'm not going to act on it. I'm not leaving. I'm not going out of the country. I'm staying right here in Jacksonville and Duval. And I'm going to have these blue blood type dinners every Sunday with my family and my kids. And I wanted to share that with you because it's, it's a very, very happy moment for me, my family. And it, 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 it became possible because partly because of the network and, and you and all of everyone who listens to the show, and supports us here on YouTube. So I wanted to tell you that I started doing this right before the pandemic 
we did it through the pandemic somebody told me if you find something you love to do you'll never work another day in your life my uh, my late friend brian said that to me and i know a lot of people have said it but the first time i heard it was from him when i say thank you from the bottom of my heart for the support that you've given us here i mean it i absolutely mean it thank you for being an everyday for tuning in and your payment for that is you stuck with me right here in jacksonville florida i hope it ain't a bad trade-off because uh you guys are definitely uh have, have become a big part of us a big part of me and uh, i wouldn't know what to do if i couldn't plug in here and do a podcast for you guys every single day so god bless you thank you all for your support it doesn't stop here we're just going to keep moving on and i wanted to share that with you since i share so much uh with you and and expect so much from you guys to tune in every single day um i wanted to show you the human side of why we do what we do here so thank you all very much and uh it, it's only just begun y'all stuck with me every single day here on locked on jaguars have a nice weekend enjoy memorial day enjoy memorial day and remember memorial day is about those veterans i'm a veteran and it's not about just veterans it's about veterans who made the ultimate sacrifice so i say in advance god bless all of you thank you and we'll see you guys next week when we do more locked on jaguars